It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. I'm Jacob Stoller from the Hockey News alongside George Nasios as well, getting you set for 11 games of NHL action on this Tuesday, starting with the Chicago Blackhawks visiting the Buffalo Sabres. Two teams kind of in disarray. Another toilet toilet bowl, uh, <laughs> if you don't say. What are we like in this one, George? Uh, I'm liking the Sabres here to easily handle the Blackhawks. This is a makeup game actually for yesterday. Uh, bad weather in Buffalo again. Uh, it's not just the Bills games that get postponed. So um, they're making up the game tonight. And I like the Sabres on the puck line here to win by two goals or more, paying 1.91 to 1. The Hawks, even though they've been competitive, are atrocious on the road. They've lost 12 of their last 14 road games by at least two goals. They've only got four wins in 23 road games on the season. So I'm liking Buffalo to win this game and win this game handily. Look, I know the Sabres haven't exactly been the picture of consistency or good play this season. But I think with Chicago coming to town, a poor Chicago team who's totally injury-ravaged, that the Sabres need to pounce on this opportunity early and often. So I like the Sabres to win by two here. And on top of that, although the Sabres have been inconsistent, not too bad so far in the new year with a four and two mark. They also are like kind of like Ottawa we discussed last time. They're sneaky good offensively. Like Their problem is keeping the puck out of the net. I don't know if they'll have that many challenges facing the Chicago accessories, but they are, you know, around the bottom edge of top nine teams for five on five expected goals and, and goals for. So it's not all bad there. And they do have some weapons too. Yeah, and Chicago can't score, like you said. So Chicago's, the only way Chicago keeps this game competitive is if they hold the Sabres to one or two goals. But, like, I just don't see it happening. Um, that's how Chicago's stayed competitive recently because, they it's a dearth of scoring up front for them. So especially if Chicago goes down a goal or two early and things open up, I think this could be a route for the Sabres. Next up, the Minnesota Wild are visiting the Tampa Bay Lightning. Minnesota, it looks like they could pack it in, but Bill Guerin, the GM, has made it pretty clear that he believes in this group. They're going to pretty much go down to the wire, being the deadline, to try to stay competitive. Will Minnesota respond in the wake of Guerin's comments? Yeah, I think Minnesota has been, they're coming off a huge 5 nothing win, and I don't mind this Minnesota team. I think like they somehow find a way to be competitive or get in the playoffs every season. They just got Kiro Kaprizov back. We'll talk about him in a, a bit later, but I don't think they're going to win this game in Tampa tonight. Tampa is picking it up. The Eastern Conference for those last few playoff spots are, or the third playoff spot in the Atlantic Division, it is so jam-packed right now. Toronto, Detroit, Tampa fighting for that third playoff spot. You can't really afford to lose games that you're supposed to win. Toronto's on a terrible slide right now. Tampa's got to take advantage. Detroit took advantage, beating a very good Florida squad yesterday. Tampa's got to take advantage tonight and beat a team they're supposed to they're supposed to beat. So I like Tampa on the money line, paying 1.744 to 1 to win. 
Bolts are eight and four in their last 12, while Minnesota's only won two of eight games in the new year. And they may be getting some things back because they're getting a little healthier. Minnesota's gotten beat down, let's face it, this year because they've dealt with a lot of injuries and injuries to big players. So they are getting healthier, but I just like Tampa to win a game they should win at home tonight at 1.74 to 1 odds. And I mean, speaking of desperation, like the East is so jam packed right now, especially the Metro that, or sorry, not even just the Metro, like the East as a whole. Well, you know what? Both the Metro and Atlantic, those, I don't know, maybe Connor, our producer, can show us how many points separate teams between seventh and 12th. Like it is just totally Washington, Pittsburgh, Toronto. We mentioned Detroit, um, Tampa here. I'm sure Islanders. Yeah. It's three points that separate them. Yeah. Like that's that's crazy. It's, you could go from seventh to second in a matter of five days. So there's a lot of urgency there on their end as well. So that's something to keep in mind. And a big reason that Tampa's staying relevant, it's not Stamkos, it's not Point, not even really Vasilevsky, is Nikita Kucherov. Kucherov is having an unbelievable season. And uh, Connor, our producer, confirmed that. Three points separating those teams is correct. But yeah, Kucherov is tied for the Art Ross lead right now with Nathan McKinnon. He's been an absolute stud. Um, he's paying 4.1 to one in the hard trophy odds. He's the third betting favorite right now, just, uh, behind Nathan McKinnon, the favorite and Connor McDavid. And while we're talking about superstar players, I want to talk about a player prop tonight. And I like Kiro Kapras off to go over three and a half shots. Came back two games ago, five shots on net in his first game, five shots on goal last time. He looks like he's been shot back out of a cannon. And honestly, I think one of the big reasons I really believe in this Minnesota team is Kiro Kaprizov. I don't think people know how good this guy is. We're talking about Kucherov. He, and there's another great Russian winger in New York, Artemi Panarin. But I like Kuch, um, Sorry, Kaprizov is yeah. comparable to Kucherov to me. I don't think he's got that physical edge, that dirtiness that Kucherov has that not too many players has have. But he is so good. He looks like he's been shot of a, out of a cannon ever since he came back from that injury. So I like him to go over three and a half shots tonight because he's been firing at will, and that pays 2.1 to 1 odds. We talked about both teams' as playoff aspirations. What are the odds like for them to get in? Yeah, so the uh, odds on the Wild, whew, I, I just the way you present the Wild to me, I know you don't believe them. They're actually 6-1 to one to make the playoffs. So long shot in the West there. The Wild are 6-1 to one to make the playoffs. Tampa, who's on the outside looking in right now when it comes to points percentage, they're 1.67 to 1. So like me and you, I think a lot of betters are feeling this team that went to three straight Stampley Cup finals, that just lost in the first round to Leafs team in six games last year, that needed four OT games. Um, they, It's very hard to picture the playoffs without them. Although they do have some injuries right now, but they've still been playing well, so... They got to win games like this, 1.67 to 1 for Tampa to make the playoffs right now. Well, I mean, further to that, I I, I have to wonder if we haven't even seen Vasilevsky's best this year. I think oh, almost. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, he can't be much worse. Totally. And I think that if he can, especially, string up some wins here and have a couple of the performances we know he can put up, that really does change the tide for them, especially when you compare them to other teams that are trying to squeak into the picture. So I like those odds for Tampa, Minnesota. Personally, not so much. I'll be six honest. to one, though, Jacob. Six to one. I believe for a is. reason, though. For, for a reason. That is true. Next up, the Montreal Canadiens are visiting the Ottawa Senators. I don't know if, obviously, Chicago, they're trash. San Jose's trash. Buffalo, we mentioned them, they're trash. 
I don't know if there's a team that needs a win more than Ottawa though right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's they tough. need a win, and I actually think they'll get a win tonight. And actually, they're pretty big favorites. They're not even paying that well. It's 1.55 to 1 on the money line. But I just think they got to show some desperation. They were a little defeated. Brady Kachuk, Jacques Martin in the postgame after squandering a lead. They just can't keep the puck out of the net, this team. So they lost 7-4 in their last game to the Az, another game they were up in. But I like them here tonight. And another reason why I like them is because they've actually owned Montreal of late. They have six straight wins against the Canadians. And there is somewhat of a rivalry here. I feel the Sens fans get up for it. And like when the Leafs come to, to town, they're a bit insulted by all the Habs fans that appear in the crowd. So I think they'll have played their best game tonight. I know they've been miserable lately, but I think the Sens get the win here tonight, paying 1.55 to 1. Montreal, not the greatest road team either. They've lost four of their last six at home, while Ottawa is actually decent at home. They're a 500 team at home. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point there. As much as Ottawa, you know, needs a win, they do have some attractive pieces. They do have players that can score or that are kind of attractive prop bet options. Who do we like tonight in terms of Ottawa's guys over unders? Yeah, so I'm not looking at the top guys because their odds don't pay very well. Because uh, you know Ottawa gets point, their players get get points. They just can't keep the puck out of that. So the top guys don't pay very well. But Drake Batherson floated a bit under the radar on that floor uh ottawa team he's paying 1.6 to 1 to get at least a point tonight and i like that a lot he's got points in three of his last four he's almost averaging a point a game this season so 1.6 to 1 i'll take drake drake batherson to get at least a point tonight at bet mgm next up the colorado avalanche are visiting the boston bruins the Avalanche are kind of, I, I think that we can expect them to be big buyers. Nachushkin, who's having a great year, he's going to be off at uh, the you know player assistance program for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it hurts. They, they could even have used one with him in the lap. They could have used one. Now they definitely need some top-end help to help Nate Mack and Miko Ranton do their thing. Boston Bruins are continuing to surge uh, as well, but they have lost you know, four of the last five recently. They've kind of ripped the ship recently, but it's been a weird kind of lull for them. Yeah, I think they had had four out of six losses and they've actually won their last two games. So they've gone back on the winning side and a few of those losses were in OT, OT and a shootout. They lost to the Abs last week in a shootout where Nachushkin, funnily enough, scored the shootout winner. Um, they lost an OT game to Arizona. They had a tough road trip, but I think they're kind of back now and they lost the... The fact that they lost to the Avs last week in what was a great game, a very competitive game, I think they're going to return the favor this week. They know this is a Stanley Cup contender, the Stanley Cup favorite in the Avs, and the Boston Bruins are a proud team. They want to prove that they can get one back against Colorado. So I don't think they're going to lose two games in a row in such a short span of time to, the, to Colorado. I'm taking the Bruins on the money line. They're paying 1.7 to 1 at BetMGM. Um, the home team is also these are two very good teams for a number of years now and home ice is an advantage for each squad the home team has won eight of the last 10 head-to-head matchups between these two sides i guess you know when you look at these two teams these are big time you know contenders uh for for each game sorry for each conference respectively what are the odds looking like and is there some value we can find here yeah, Avs are the Stanley Cup favorite and have been the clear favorite for some time now. Not from the start of the year. I think the Oilers were the favorite, but the Avs have been a clear favorite for some time now. So they're 8.5 to 1 
who win their second Stanley Cup in three years in the Stanley Cup odds to win here. Boston is at 12 to 1 amongst the favorites, but um, Boston still, I mean, they're up there in the standings. They're leading the Atlantic Division. I think when people look at their roster, they just see it a lack of a true number one center. You know, even the guys they have, that they're one, two stop, spots, you know, you think of them more as number three guys probably, you know, on great teams. So I think they just, they need a center. Boston, I wouldn't be able to roll with them in the Stanley Cup odds because of that fact. 8.5 to one, even though they're favorites, I think that's pretty good for a stacked Colorado team. Absolutely. Before we move on, any player props kind of combos that you're eyeing? I haven't really looked at any tonight. The issue is I always I always like picking Colorado players, but their their props are higher. They got to get mm -hmm. two points a game to pay a lot. So yeah. I actually saw a pre-game pre-made same game parlay at BetMGM where I put a few things together. Ranton in goal over 6.5 goals and Boston to win pays 5.25 to 1 odds. And Rantanen's got goals in five of his last nine games. He's got six goals over that span. I think, again, they'll go over six and a half. They scored seven last week, and I like the Bruins to win. So you put those three together, pays 5.25 to one. The props, it's just it's hard to consistently pick guys to make sure they get two points a game. Even though McKinnon and Rantanen, if you're going to pick guys to get two points or more a game, those are the guys you'd want to bet on. Absolutely. Next up, the St. Louis Blues are visiting the Washington Capitals. Two teams that are kind of in that weird period where are they going to be sellers, maybe buyers? Don't really know. But these next you know, six or so weeks will really determine their fate. Yeah. Um, here, I'm going to go the opposite of what you'd think when you picture these two teams. The over-under line is pegged at six goals, and I actually like the over tonight. Um, St. Louis is playing in some higher-scoring games as of late, so the over over six goals is paying two to one. If they hit six goals, it's simply a push. So you don't use lose your money. You don't win any money. Um, they've combined for at least six goals in the last four head-to-head -head meetings, these two, and eight of their last 10. So when they meet each other, there's been goal, goals scored. St. Louis, on their own, has combined to score at least six goals with their opponent in each of their last four games. Washington has been playing low, more low-scoring matchups. Ovechkin was out with an injury, came back a couple of games ago. He's probably getting his legs back under him, even though he hasn't been what he's been this year. I think these teams tonight go over six goals and at two to one, two to one odds, it's a great bet to take. Yeah, absolutely. I think another thing too, with these, with these two teams, like obviously the goaltend, like they've, they're low scoring teams typically, but both, like both teams, there's definitely desperation, and it's usually when you see the top guys come out to play. I don't know if Ovi will score though. I think we've got that ship sailed in thinking that's. Yeah, I mean, I think all everybody's like the articles and the discussion amongst the analysts is starting to come on TV. Just out of curiosity, I know this isn't going to do with the bet, or I don't know if those future bets three years away are out there. But would you bet on him breaking Gretzky's goal record, or do you think he's not going to meet it anymore? I don't think I'd take that bet. Wow, I think. Well, look at the drop off, man. It's not like it's. We're How not about at this time about. last year? Would you have betted at this time last year? Probably. Yeah. Good, good thing I did it. Yeah, I know. It's pretty it's crazy. It's you pretty can't surprising. ignore this kind of dip. You can't ignore it. It's not mm -hmm. even like it's it's ten or fifteen goals being shaved. We're talking about going from the best goal scorer in the game to like not even twenty goals. Yeah, so, I mean, it'd be shocking if come the end of the year he doesn't hit the twenty goal mark. But you're right; he's not on pace to hit twenty goals. 
Let's move along to the Dallas Stars facing the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers, man, they're a trap team. Everyone discounts them, and they, they always have shown up since Tortorella. So impressive. Over. So impressive. They're a great team. They're in the playoff hunt very much. But the Stars, man, like they're a wagon. People forget it, but they are a true creme de la creme of this league. Who you got? Yeah, they are. And, you know, they're doing it without their stud blue liner, a very underrated blue liner in my eyes, Miro Heiskanen. So it, who, if you were to ask me, I'd probably put him amongst the top five defensemen in the league. So he's out right now, but they're still finding ways to win and win handily in some of their games. So the Flyers have been very impressive this year, but I like the Stars on the money line paying 1.74 to 1. And Philly, as good as they've been this season, They've actually been better on the road than they've been at home. So they're at home tonight where they're basically 500. They're 10, 8, and 2 at home. Dallas is one of the best road teams in the league. They're 12 and 4 and 3 on the road. So I like Dallas to take this one. Can't discount Philly. This isn't an early season thing. And we, we when we talked about that log jam of teams in the Eastern Conference, Philly's not in that discussion. They're above that. Mm-hmm. So kudos to them for playing the well the way they have without huge name players travis konechny is having an outstanding year sean couturier comeback player of the year unbelievable season for a guy who i think many people because of his back issues the last two or three seasons might have thought his career was done so he's been great for them a kind of no name jumbled up defense they added jamie drysdale that's getting it done you know they're winning low scoring games most of the time but i think tonight their struggles at home combined with an outstanding stars road team and a Stars team that overall, I think, is what should be amongst the Stanley Cup favorites. I like the Stars on the money line, paying 1.74 to 1. Um, Dallas won four of their last five at, as well. So they're, they're on a bit of a roll of late. What's Philly's odds to make the playoffs? Philly's odds to make the playoffs right now is 1.8 to 1. So I don't check every week, but uh, I don't think I checked last week. This is the first time I can remember them being having shorter odds than 1.8 to 1. So people are betting them now. Those mm-hmm. odds are getting shorter because people are betting them. And the sports books might be worried about losing some money here because everybody's waiting for them to fall off the cliff and they're just not doing it. Tortorella is a demanding coach. He had those guys in shape right from the start of the season, ready to go. So will it last? We're halfway through the year. I don't know. The East is so jumbled. There's a lot of good teams outside the playoff picture, but... 1.8 to 1 would have been a good bet to make it a couple of weeks ago when they were 2 to 1 or 2.2 to 1. 1.8 to 1 might be a little bit hesitant, even though they've proven they're, they're a really tough squad to deal with this season. Next up, the Toronto Maple Leafs are visiting the Calgary Flames, desperately needing a win. you got to think that Sheldon Keefe's seat is getting red hot. They've oh, yeah. lost several games in a row right now. And as much as the Leafs aren't, don't mean to put salt to the wound here george but as much as they suck in the playoffs they're usually pretty consistent in the regular season man what's yeah, going they, on here they've been outstanding in the regular season actually they're probably definitely i would say they're definitely amongst the top three or five teams if you put their points in their last two seasons combined in the regular season so this is a big issue here not just because they're losing sheldon keith's kind of he's voicing his opinion He's saying some things that don't make the GM look good, that don't make his players look good. If we don't see a response tonight, I'm not, I don't see him getting fired if they lose tonight. But wow, that hot seat is, like you said, going to get red hot if they don't win tonight. So they signed them to a two-year, I believe, contract extension before the season began. 
Because of all these things, the Leafs need a win tonight. We talked about some desperation with teams earlier in the show, like the centers. A Leafs loss tonight would be absolutely crushing. And they've been, they've had leads. They haven't got killed in any of these games. They're not playing terrible hockey. They need a win tonight. They're paying 1.75 to 1 on the money line at BetMGM. So I'm taking them to win. They've had a lot of success against Calgary of late too. They've won 7 of 9 of their last 9 against the Flames. Speaking of success though, Flames have won 4 straight. They're 7-3 their last 10. They're actually yeah. playing good hockey. It won't be easy. I, no, I agree with sure. you. It won't be easy. I just think... <laughs> I don't know, man. If the Leafs don't win tonight... Wow. It's, I mean, they blew a two-goal lead to Edmonton. They blew a three-goal lead to Colorado. They blew a lead to Detroit at home on Sunday. They're just... Um, yeah. And, they, you know, need, they need to get going. And Willie Nylander needs to especially get going. Zero points in signing the extension. Will he score tonight? Yeah, I think he will. Uh, as some people know, he was born in Calgary. He does like he does perform well against the Flames. So I like him to score tonight, paying 2.35 to 1. Not only goalless, but pointless in four straight games since signing that monster extension. Willie Styles. Yeah, that monster extension. So I like him tonight. On the Flames side... I like Blake Coleman to get at least a point tonight. He's paying 1.85 to 1. Blake Coleman's having an unbelievable season. Unreal year. Totally. Yeah. And he's a, you know, he's a little ball of hate out there too. He does everything right. He's leading the Flames in scoring. He's got points in eight of his last nine games. Mm -hmm. Eight of his last nine games. So he's he's getting points in 89% of his last nine games. So I do I like those odds of him to get one point tonight at 1.85 to 1. I sure do. I sure do. So bet on him to get at least a point tonight as well. Before we move on, we always talk, we talk about the desperation with the Leafs. And that's because obviously you would think they see themselves as a contender or that a team that can do it. Um, even though the last couple of years have been what they have. What are their cup odds at right now? Last couple of years. You mean like last seven years? You mean like last 20 years or like, uh, yeah, sorry. Do you want me to celebrate the, the yeah. first round win? That was like yeah. bigger than the Raptors championship. Yeah, exactly. The Leafs' odds are are dropping not a not a lot, but they're down to thirteen to one in the stand in the Cup odds. The eighth betting favorite, I would say, stay away from that bet. Yeah, without going into too much more. We uh, we'll patch those wounds up for you. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one of a kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, next up, Seattle Kraken are visiting the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton is red hot. 11-game win streak. They've Scorching. done exactly what we thought they were capable of. They're back. The Oilers yeah, are back and in better than ever, really, right now. Yeah. It, what a tale of two cities, huh? And two teams that I just feel like the Oilers and Leafs have been linked for years now because of McDavid and Matthews and Marner and Drysdale and because of these stupid superstars, because of the expectations, the failures. The Oilers actually missed the playoffs a few years with these guys and had first out flameouts. They lost to the Jets. Been a bit better in the playoffs as of late, but still not getting to the Stanley Cup or winning a Stanley Cup as people projected. And same with the Leafs. But, you know, the Oilers started off the season horribly. They were the Maple Leafs two months ago, right? 
Mm-hmm. They actually, their coach actually got fired. But now, I mean, they've won something. I think they've won like 19 of 22 games. They are on fire under, I was about to say Chuck Knobloch, pretty good former second baseman of the Minnesota Twins and New York Yankees. But under Chris Knobloch, uh, McDavid's junior coach at Erie, they have been absolutely on fire. But yeah, recently during this 11-game winning streak, the last five games, four or five games have been a lot closer. Over the last four wins, three have been by a single goal. And the other one was the Leaf one against the Leafs the other night, which was a one-goal game until they scored an empty net. So I like the Kraken to keep it close. I'm going to take the Kraken on the puck line, paying plus 1.5, 1.75 to win odds. The shoe's going to drop on this Oilers winning streak sooner or later. I actually think it could come tonight, but I wouldn't bet on it. But I will bet on the Kraken to keep it close at 1.75 to one to keep it at least within a goal. Kraken have only lost two games out of their last 15 by two goals or more. So they, they've been doing pretty well themselves lately. So I don't think they're going to get stomped on by the Oilers. The most impressive thing to me is that in this 11-game win streak, Edmonton has the third best save percentage in the league. Yeah. That's a weird one. I don't know how. They, I think they're playing better defensively. And I think that's how they go to the cup, if they shore things up defensively. But Stuart Skinner's numbers are night and day. I know. Night and day. Uh, Bizarre, from, frankly. Since Woodcroft was replaced by Knobloch. So I don't think he's as bad as he was. I don't think he's as good as he's playing right now. So, you know, that will eventually neutralize and it'll come to the mean. You know what I mean? But um, no, for yeah. sure. But you and, have to, at this point, you've got to look at them as legitimate Stanley Cup contenders. Like you have yeah. to. What and are the, the sports, odds? Sports books are, including BetMGM, who now has them as tied for the second betting favorite in the Stanley Cup odds at 11 to 1. Only only uh, Colorado has shorter Stanley Cup odds. I believe it's Edmonton and Carolina at 11 to 1, then a bunch of other teams at 12 to 1. So they have come up significantly in the Stanley Cup odds. But could you imagine if you bet on the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup two months ago? The odds were probably around 30 to 1, Jacob. So mm-hmm. too late for that. It's not too late to make a Connor McDavid Hart Trophy bet, though. He's paying 3.25 to 1 odds to win the. I mean, did I say what I say? Did I say MVP or Hart Trophy? Yeah, yeah. You, uh, Hart. Yeah. So in the Hart Trophy odds, he's paying 3.25 to 1. McKinnon's only got shorter odds than him. And, you know, with McDavid, if you're getting 3 to 1, if you're getting over 2.5 to 1 odds for him to win the Hart, it's definitely not a bad bet because he can just go on an absolute tear in the second half of the season. But also, it's like if you, as we know, the Hart Trophy kind of, the process can be so, like, people can look really deep into it, right? Where like, okay, well, did this guy do enough in being valuable or whatnot? Mm-hmm. If Edmonton finishes in pretty good playoff standing, like, let's say, out of the wild card and into one of the top three spots or whatever, that McDavid charge will get louder and louder. Because he's driving the bus for them, and what he's done has been spectacular. Though I will say, I still love what Nate Mack's doing, and I don't know if I'd bet against that right now. It will get louder and louder, um, but I don't see Edmonton climbing Colorado. And Nathan McKinnon, yeah. you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. He's He's been a finalist twice in the Hart Trophy, a runner-up twice, and come third in the Hart Trophy voting once. So I think people look at him in the season he's ha- having. McDavid will definitely have to shorten the gap or overtake him in points. And I don't think he'll overtake him regardless in goals. And I don't think the Oilers will overtake the Avs in the standing. So. Um, but having said that, 
3.25 to 1 odds with Connor McDavid to win the Hart Trophy is definitely not a bad bet. Those are good odds to take. Absolutely. Next up, the Nashville Predators are visiting the Los Angeles Kings. Kings are stumbling, man. Predators are always staying in it this year. Who do we like? Yeah, I like the Kings tonight. They just got back home from a disastrous road trip. They won only one of six games, with, which came on the heels of them losing two or three in a row. Anyway, I think they've only won one out of their last nine. They got to get things going here. Speaking about coaches on the hot seat, I know LA is not the hockey hotbed that Toronto is, but they get a couple more losses. I think we got to start wondering about Todd McClellan behind the bench. I think I mean, so too. They sure. have they have just tumbled. And what you were saying about Edmonton there climbing the standings, based on points percentage, they actually do have they're not in a wild card spot. They actually do have the third spot in their division. They've leapfrogged the Kings because Edmonton's won eleven in a row. Kings yeah. have lost like eight of nine or something. And the Kings are so cap strapped, they can't make a roster move. It's gonna have to be the coach, if anything. Yeah. So um, but they have to get back to their winning ways. Poor road trip, back at home, first game of a four-game homestand tonight. I like that at home to get back on track. Track uh, Nashville, while they've been they've been keeping in the race, they're kind of unpredictable. So you never know what you're going to get with them. But LA has got to play pretty desperate tonight, knowing that they're fighting for the third spot with the Edmonton Oilers now, and they keep on losing more. It's not only like they're going to be in a wild card spot; they might be falling out of a wild card spot. So they can't let this go on too much longer. They don't. They really don't have many excuses. Start off the home stand on the right way. I'm taking that at 1.7 1.7 to 1 at the bet MGM odds tonight to win on the money line. One of my favorite players for the Kings this year has been Quinton Byfield. He's been a mm. force for them. 30 points in 41 games. It's all kind of come together for him. Do we like a little over-under with him? Yeah, I like a prop on him tonight. I, I like I like him to get at least a point tonight. He's paying 1.85 to 1 to get a point. Um, he's been pointless in his last two games. But he's only had one one situation this year where he's gone three games or more without getting a point. So I think he'll avoid that again tonight. A guy who I believe he's drafted second overall. And people, I think, at a certain point last year were like, ooh, was this a terrible pick? But they've moved him from center to the wing. They played him with some better players. And he he's proving he can be a player this year. And he's a big body, too. He's physical out there. I like him to get a point tonight. Pretty good odds at BetMGM. 1.85 to 1 to get at least a point. Next up, New York Rangers are visiting the Vegas Golden Knights that aren't so golden recently. Man, are they injured. Eichel, Carlson, Theodore, Aiden Hill are all out. They are, you know, bruised and battered. Everything you want to name it. Mm -hmm. Rangers are a very good team. They're actually quite healthy, too, relative to the Knights. Seems like the Big Apple is the advantage in this one. Yeah, I'll take them on the road. 1.77 to 1. I bet MGM in Vegas. Um, like you said, the injuries for Vegas... They're just piling up, and those are four. A lot of their depth players are hurt as well. So it comes to a point in this league when you're playing another good team, when you're down to, like, calling up AHL players to replace top-of-the-lineup guys like Jack Eichel, um, it, it just doesn't really work at a certain point. So they've kind of struggled of late Vegas, and I like the Rangers, a very good team to capitalize here. They just got Capo Caco back, so... They don't have, I think, Philip Heedle's really the only regular out of their lineup right now. They're coming off two wins, and they're starting a four-game road trip, so they probably want to start it off well. So I like them. Just 
you know, too many injuries for that Vegas team to deal with right now. I think the Rangers take advantage. Do you think, though, that, like, obviously the injuries are there, but do you think that there's going to be a Stanley Cup hangover with the Knights, or do you see them as legitimate Cup contenders? Because the odds are, con- if you do see them as contenders, this is a good time to take a value bet. Yeah, I agree with you, and yeah, I, I think it's worth a bet on Vegas. They're paying 14-1 to at BetMGM to win the Stanley Cup. The Rangers actually have shorter odds at 12-1, to and if I was picking between these two teams of who I would pick to win the Stanley Cup, I'd pick Vegas. Um, they're big, they're physical, they're strong, they got depth, they got a tremendous back line, they've got a goalie who proved he can win the Cup last year and who's put up great numbers this year. He's just injured right now in Aiden Hill. So if I had to pick between the two, I'd pick Vegas and you're getting better odds. So I wouldn't rate them off just, just yet. 14 to one odds at BetMGM. I don't think those odds are going to get much longer. So if you consider Vegas a strong Stanley cup team, which they just won the cup, they're not going Mm -hmm. away. I would put a bet on them right now. What about the Rangers? No, (laughs) that's my short answer. I just, uh, I I agree. I can't put my finger on it. There's just something about that team. I that I don't see them winning the cup. It's just uh, I completely agree with you. Yeah, you know they had they made additions last year in Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko, and they got bounced in the first round. So I think they're a good team. Uh, I think they're. I just think they're missing. I don't know. They're missing something. I don't. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't think. I think they're a good team. I don't know if they're like an excellent team, and that's where I think where the the difference is. And I think in any year, frankly, you, you can't really fix, you build your team in the summer, you tweak at the deadline. I think the Rangers, I don't know if they need a massive overhaul, but I just don't love the configuration of the roster. This year's deadline, they're not going to be able to fix it. Even like last year with Tarasenko, conditions like you can't really fix it. You kind of, you know, your nucleus is what it is. I love Panarin. I love those guys, but I just like individually, but I just don't seem as a cup contender. I really don't. Yeah, it's just, and like I said, I can't, I agree with everything you said, and I can't put my finger on what the exact thing is. Um, unless Shesterkin's had an off year too. That's the other, yeah. that's the kind of elephant in the room. Um, a guy who has been arguably the best goalie in the league like the last two, three seasons. He just doesn't seem right. So it's an added reason why I'd stay away from a Rangers bet. I think this could be an unpopular opinion, but I think that. I know where you're going, I think. Their centers. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, I don't Never know. Mind. So this is a very unpopular. I love Mika Zibanejad. Like that guy is so skilled. Trocheck's been great in his role. But those two centers, like how many, how many teams are you going to take them over with those centers in terms of center depth? I don't know. That's one thing I've always found where their best players are front of their wingers, primarily like Kreider, Panarin, Laughs having a good year, Kako. That maybe mm-hmm. is what it is for me. Where were you going to go? What were you going to say with the Rangers? I thought you were going to say perhaps Jonathan Quick gets some playoff starts the way things are going to I thought that's I what you were going to I wouldn't rule that out at all. Yeah, I thought that's what you are going to say. But I actually agree with you on that a lot. And I, I didn't want to say it. I've thought it a lot. Um, look, Zabinijan's the number one center, but he's not an elite number one center. He's not a Jack Eichel. I don't think he's a Braden Point. He's definitely not a Nathan McKinnon. I right. think these guys are all so... We've seen, I think the only team we've seen recently that hasn't had a stud number one center and won a Stanley Cup is the St. Louis Blues, where I guess Ryan O'Reilly was their number one center, but uh, kind of a different player than Zibanejad. Um, So it can be done, but everything else on your team has to be operating like a machine. And 
that Blues team just caught lightning in a bottle, it seemed like. that. It's very rare. So I agree with that point strongly. I think you need a stud number one. Usually you need a stud number one defenseman and a stud number one blue liner. You used to need a stud number one goalie, but in the last couple of years we've seen that's not really the case. But stud down the middle, stud in the blue line. And that that is something Vegas definitely decided they were going to do after they had a couple playoff flameouts they made the stanley cup in their first year but william carlson they decided is not a stanley cup number one center chandler stevenson's not a stanley cup winning team number one center they went out they traded for jack eichel risky with his neck injury and surgeries they went out they signed alex petrangelo and now they had the stud in the middle and the stud on the blue line and it got them a stanley cup and that's the reason i think like you said, I don't see – they have a stud on the blue line in Adam Fox, but I don't think they have a stud down the middle. The final game we'll get to, the Arizona Coyotes are visiting the Vancouver Canucks. Canucks, they're on a heater. Nothing new this year. Winning six or last eight. They've been really good at home as well. Yeah, I'm just going to roll with the Canucks here because um, you can't really roll against them. I think I have a few times, and it's, it's cost me money. So I'm rolling with them tonight, and maybe it'll backfire. But I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win big against the Coyotes at home. I'm taking on them on the puck line, minus 1.5. So they have to win by two goals or more. But if they win by two goals or more, you're getting paid 2.2 to 1 at BetMGM. So you put a $20 bet down, you're winning 44 bucks. Canucks have won six, six out of eight games to start the new year. And they won six of their last seven home games as well. And five of those wins have come by two goals or more. The Coyotes seem to be scuffling a bit. They were in the playoff race up until Christmas, the new year, and now they've dropped out of a playoff position. So I just think the Canucks are going to take advantage this season, All uh, this tonight. Also, Canucks on the puck line, so not just to win, but on the puck line with the spread. They're 30 and 14 this year. So they're covering the spread a lot. I know we don't talk about the spread a lot in, ho- a lot in hockey. The spread's minus 1.5 goals, and they've been covering a, a lot this year. They're the highest scoring team in the league, and they're second in the league in goals against per game. That means they've been destroying a lot of teams. I see it happening again tonight. I think the Coyotes are kind of pretenders too, to be honest. Yeah. That's kind of where it's going. They were getting great, great, great goaltending. That was keeping them in games for a while. Wasn't sustainable. Uh, Yeah. The last thing I want to discuss though, is the Jack Adams. Rick talk. Mm -hmm. a massive favorite. And I think for good reason, I think he's going to win this award. Yeah, he is a massive favorite. 1.91 to one odds. And he probably does deserve it right now. I personally would not bet him because I look at the guy in second in the odds right now, Rick Bonus. He's paying five to one odds. Um, there's yeah. there's a storyline with Rick Bonus where he had to be away from the team for a bit because of how some can tough you fans. not give it to talk, man? I well, saw. who's I, I don't even know based on games played or point. Who's higher in the standings right now? They're neck and neck. I don't think it even matters. You want know why? Because I think when you look at talk, he's taking a team that was not in the playoffs in complete disarray and with virtually the same roster, mind you, a couple upgrades on D. Okay, like I'll give them that. There's been a couple holes that have been filled. They've gone from like a disaster tire fire to one of the best teams in the league. And with bonus, I think Rick Bonus has done a great job, but I think with Winnipeg, Kevin Sheveldayoff, I think should win GM of the year. And I think that there's nothing against Rick Bonus, but I think when you look at the Jack Adams, like the job Talkett has done frankly, is more miraculous. That's my case. I w- I think that's his award all day. Well, yeah, I would agree. Like, yes, Vancouver missed the playoffs by quite a bit last year, but the, the Jets also flamed out. 
The Jets were also in big-time disarray last year. They were in disarray in the summer. Everybody thought Hellebuck and Shifley were gone. They re-upped, and they've also been dealing with injuries. They lost Kyle Connor for about five weeks, their best yeah. goal scorer. Shifley's out of the lineup right now, and they just keep winning. Those are, I mean, those are their two best forwards. They just keep winning. So because I of don't, the move Shevel Dayoff made. <laughs> right. Gabe Velarde and Alex Iafalo are leading this team to the cup. I mean, they're playing good. And that Nito Nito, I yeah. mean, look, yeah, those those additions have been key. But I think those are depth additions like the Canucks, depth additions on the blue line. And Carson Sosi and Philip Hronick, you know what I mean? So I don't. they haven't added elite, elite talent that are game changers, you know. They got their guys, the guy that left, Blake Wheeler left. They got the guys that stayed to buy in. They're playing at a high level. And look, most of I would vote Rick Bonus right now. Most really? people would, yeah, I would. Interesting. Most people would agree with you. They'd vote Rick Talkett, but the odds on Talkett to win are one point nine one to one. Mm-hmm. The odds on Bonus to win are five to one. So if you put a twenty dollar bet down for Talkett, you're winning thirty eight bucks. For Bonus at BetMGM, you're winning a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And there's half the season to go. And so, there's a storyline you mentioned about how there's the a storyline. Yeah, with yeah. this. And, you know, voters kind of, they think about this stuff. So you're right. Talkit has all credit to Talkit. I'm not saying he's deserving. Oh, I know. Yeah, for sure. My my choice would be, and I go back to something Bonus did last season that doesn't mean anything in the voting for this season, but he ripped and called out his best players after they flamed out in the playoffs last season. He mm-hmm. said they got to be better. And Blake Wheeler was the one that voiced the biggest opinion, who was upset about that. They got rid of him. Couple, two probably their two best players, maybe along with Josh Morrissey, three came back when it was rumored that they were going to be gone last year. Bonus, they must have met with Bonus, got him to buy in, and look what they're doing this year. I would, if I was betting right now, there's no doubt in my mind I'd I'd pick Bonus, but that does have a lot to do with the odds. You're just getting way more bang for your buck. I like it. Good thinking, George. Good debate as well. All right, <laughs> that caps off today's show. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. Please bet responsibly, and we'll see you guys next week.